So today is the last session of the seminar and last few days, last four days we discussed about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's instructions to different devotees, different associates. And that is what comprises Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings. In his book, The Teachings of Lord Chaitanya, Srila Prabhupada systematically presented them. First, teachings to Srila Rupa Goswami. Then teachings to Srila Sanatan Goswami. Then bestowing mercy upon Prakashananda Saraswati, the Mayavadi Sannasi, the leader of the Mayavadi Sannasis of Paranashi which was the seat of Mayavadi. Mayavadis are generally the followers of Lord Shiva. Followers of Shankaracharya actually means followers of Lord Shiva because Shankaracharya is an incarnation of Lord Shiva. Generally, that's why they are in, they assemble in the place of Lord Shiva. For that matter, Avanti or Ujjain also is a place of Lord Shiva, Mahakali. But at the same time, Avanti also is Krishna's Lilastrani. Avanti is the place of Krishna Balaram's education. For schooling, Krishna Balaram came here in the Ashram of Sandipani. And anyway, actually, our understanding is Vaishnava Nam Lord Shiva is a great Vaishnava. And although some different type of people also follow Lord Shiva for various personal benefits and but Lord Shiva is a devotee. Lord Shiva is known as Ashutosh. Very quickly pleased. Lord Shiva is very quickly pleased. And this also we can see it's a Vaishnava quality. Kripas in is an ocean of mercy of Vaishnava. And Vancha Kalpataruphascha. He is like a desire tree. He can fulfill everybody's desire. Therefore, sometimes some materially motivated people take advantage of Lord Shiva's nature that he is so quickly pleased. 
it takes lot of effort to please Vishnu. You can't please Vishnu unless and until you surrender unto him. In one hand, it is very simple to surrender, but those who have strong false ego, for them it's difficult to surrender. Like often we see that Lord Shiva's followers are not really devotees of Lord Shiva. They are not surrendered to Lord Shiva. They shall simply come to do business with Lord Shiva. In that respect, in Srimad Bhagavatam, the anecdote has been given of that demon who wanted to get the benediction from Lord Shiva that upon whose head he would place his hand, he will immediately die. His head would crack in thousand pieces. So when Lord Shiva gave him that, granted that boon to that Brikasura, so he immediately wanted to taste it of Lord Shiva. Let me see whether it works. So that is their attitude. No gratitude. The person gave them, he got something from him. But we can see how selfish they are. They came, got some this bone from him, and then immediately. wanted to try it on him. That means wanted to kill him. So that is one type of uh, people who take advantage of Lord Shiva. And about Lord Shiva's name being Ashutosh, quickly pleased, has been also given another reason why he is so quickly pleased. Because when these materially motivated people come to him, he considers them to be a disturbance. And he wants to get rid of them. Get out of here. Oh, you want this? Okay, take it and take go away. That is Lord Shiva's attitude. Don't bother me with all your mundane agendas. You want this? Okay, get it. Get lost. And we find that when they get this boon from Lord Shiva, eventually uh, that boon becomes the cause of their destruction. Like Bhikasura, a classic example. He wanted to kill Lord Shiva. Then uh, Krishna came in the disguise of a little boy. And he bewildered him completely. What? Lord Shiva gave you this boon? How can it be? How can it happen? Don't you know that Shiva lost his ability to grant boon to anybody after Daksha Karthik? It's not true. Don't be so stupid to believe in that. Just place your hand on your own head and see. And so this is how the Lord made him place his own hand on his own head and his head cracked into thousand pieces and he was dead. <laughs>
So anyway, Prakashananda Saraswati was the leader of the Mayavadi Sannyasi. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very mercifully delivered him. One thing we notice, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not get into argument with these people in order to defeat them. He just casually defeated them. For example, when Keshav Kashmiri came, Keshav Kashmiri came to Navadip to defeat the scholars there and become the head, become the greatest scholar of India, Pandit of India. But when he when he and when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu encountered with him, as if accidentally, Mahaprabhu just casually defeated him. Like, okay, glorify the Ganges. Beautifully, he glorified Ganges. It's been described that he was reciting those poems in glorification of Ganges as if with the same speed with which the Ganges was flowing, with the same serene movement and speed he was reciting those verses, composing those verses and reciting them. And out of, and then when he asked Chaitanya Mahaprabhu what, how he felt, uh, you wanted to hear about the glories of Mother Ganges, how do you feel about it? And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's simple answer was very nice, very nice. Accepting a few mistakes here and there. Mistakes in my composition? In my composition, there's never any mistake. What are the mistakes? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just recited one verse out of so many verses that he recited. And he was surprised. How could you remember? I had been reciting these verses one after another without pause. How could you remember? Mahaprabhu's response was, just as by the mercy of the Lord sometimes somebody becomes a Kobi Bar, a great poet, similarly by the blessings of the Lord one can become a Shutidha who can remember whatever he hears. And then in this one verse, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu pointed out six mistakes. And this is how he defeated. Didn't get into any direct encounter with him. Just casually defeated him. Similarly with Sarvabhum Bhattacharya, great scholar. Not only the great scholar, the greatest scholar of India at that time. And he wanted to teach Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. His brother-in-law, Gopinath Acharya, was very upset. What are you talking about? Do you know who he is? He's a supreme personality of Godhead. And you want to teach him. Sir Vartajari came up with an argument. No, no, no. In this age, there is no incarnation. He'll come at the end of the Kali Yuga. Right? Therefore, he know, he's known as Tri Yuga. Gopinath Acharya pointed out he's called Tri Yuga because 
he comes in three yuga revealing his identity and in kali yuga he comes hiding his identity as a devotee therefore he is called trivial so this is how they had this argument but when chaitanya mahaprabhu got to know that sarvam bhattacharya wanted to teach him vedanta in order to make fix him in his sannyas ashram chaitanya mahaprabhu responded okay you sure i will study under his guidance after all he is my well wisher he is wishing me well that i can become fixed up in my sannyas ashram and in this way he allowed sarvam bhattacharya to teach him but while sarvam bhattacharya was teaching him chaitanya mahaprabhu just pointed out the mistake in his explanation he pointed out that your explanation is not clarifying the sutra clarifying the meaning of the aphorism sutras they are covering the meanings that means you are giving wrong interpretation of the vedanta sutra so in this way chaitanya mahaprabhu defeated sarvam bhattacharya so in this way we can see how wonderfully shri chaitanya mahaprabhu without hurting anybody's feeling he is actually making them krishna conscious he didn't hurt his third their pride they were very proud individuals keshav kashmiri was very proud person he was he used to consider that he is the greatest scholar of india and he had the special gift from devi saraswati that she would reside in his tongue saraswati would speak through his mouth so who could ever defeat him but chaitanya mahaprabhu defeated him but not directly indirectly similarly mahaprabhu defeated prakashananda saraswati that episode i <clears throat> discussed this morning how beautifully mahaprabhu defeated him he simply indirectly pointed out the defects of impersonalism and pointed out that the vedanta ultimately leads to devotion vedanta is not dry philosophical speculation vedanta is ultimate meaning of purpose of vedanta is to surrender to the lord vedasya anta sarvedrishya sarvai ahameva vedanta as krishna pointed out <coughs> after that shri chaitanya mahaprabhu shil prabhupad discussed how chaitanya mahaprabhu instructed sarvabhuma bhattacharya and then finally it's coming to ramananda rakhi this is the most exalted part of chaitanya mahaprabhu's teachings here also mahaprabhu is not teaching in that way he directly taught rupa goswami sanatan goswami but here he is not teaching but he is question Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is questioning Ramananda Roy. 
Ramananda Roy was the governor of what is known as Andhra Pradesh today. And he was the governor. That province was under King Prataputra. And Prataputra appointed him as the governor of that place. Very exalted personality, like a king of that place. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard from Sarvamu Bhattacharya. Sarvamu Bhattacharya told him that you are going to South India, meet Ramananda Rai there. He was a great devotee. And so Mahaprabhu came to South India during his travel. He went to Jiyanishingu Kshetra, Singhachalam. And then after that, he came to the bank of Godavari in a place called Kopur. And after taking his bath, he was sitting on the bank of the river under a tree, chanting the holy name. Then all of a sudden, he heard the sound of many people coming. There was Lots of chanting, brahmanas are chanting mantras and singers are playing music, playing instruments and singing. And they saw that personality came surrounded by his entourage, many brahmanas and riding in a palanquin. He came, then got out of the palanquin while the brahmanas were chanting the mantras and throwing all auspicious ingredients like unbroken rice and things. And he entered into the river, took his bath. Just seeing him, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu felt, this must be Ramananda Of course, he is the Supreme Lord, he is the super soul, but this is the pastimes he is playing. He knows everything, he knows everybody. But it has been described in Chaitanya Charitamrita in that too. That he felt that this must be Ramananda Rai, the governor of this place. And <clears throat> then and Ramananda Rai also, after he came out taking his bath, then he saw this handsome Sarnasi with such effulgence coming out of his body. So very respectfully, he went to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, offered obeisances. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked, you must be Ramananda Roy. And he replied, yes, I am the servant of your servant. Mahaprabhu said, I heard about you from Sarvam Bhattacharya. He spoke so highly of you. He told me what an exalted devotee of Krishna you are. I am so happy to meet you. Ramananda Rai said, actually it's due to his affection for me that Sarvam Bhattacharya speaks like that. But I am not a, not a devotee at all. Maybe trying to become a devotee. And then uh, Mahaprabhu embraced him 
and all these brahmanas, they are all smarter brahmanas. So they were surprised that this sannyasi, why he is touching a non-brahmana? According to their calculation, he was a shudra because he was in government service. He took service, therefore he was a shudra. And and why this governor, who is like a king, he is having such intimate association with the sannyasi, embracing each other. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu felt that this is not the right place to be, to get into a discussion with Ramananda Roy. So he felt that all these people are around here and they don't understand what's going on. So it's a kind of a disturbance that all these people are here. So they arranged that, okay, I'll come in the evening. Ramananda Roy decided to come in the evening. So in the evening, Ramananda Rai came with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And <clears throat> this time, he just brought only one Brahmana with him. Just one Brahmana. And they practically came alone. And they met so Ramananda Rai was very, very happy to meet such an exalted devotee. He also must have heard about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by that time. So <clears throat> then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked him, Can you tell me please, what is the ultimate goal of life? So this is how it all started. Sadhya Sadhan Tattva. Sadhya means what is to be achieved. And sadhana is the means to achieve that goal. And that goal is called Siddhi. What is the, what is to be achieved, what is to be achieved, how it should be achieved. What is the goal of life? So that is why this discussion uh, is so important and how it is taking us, actually never ever we find such systematic presentation of the Vedic conclusion. That is the uniqueness of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings. Like in Brihad Bhagavanamrita of Sanatan Goswami, he actually presented that also. Actually, what Sanatan Goswami gave is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings. But he gave it in a very systematic way for everyone's understanding. And there also he just points out different levels of devotion and this way step by step by step he is coming to the ultimate point with Rupa Goswami's teachings also we find the same thing 
coming to the ultimate point. The five different mellows. And five different loving relationships with Krishna. And neutrality. Servitorship. Step by step it is going. Superior to neutrality is servitorship. Superior to servitorship is friendship. Superior to friendship is parental. And the supreme stage of relationship is conjugal. And in that conjugal relationship, the relationship that Krishna had with the gopis. Brahma Kachi Vipashana Brajabhu Varagena Jakulpita. The way the Brajabhus, the Kauha themselves, worship Krishna as the highest form of worship. And among the Brajabhus, among the gopis, Srimati Radharani is the topmost devotee. And very systematically, Sanatan Goswami presented that in Brihad Bhagavatam Rita in this. Two volumes, in two chapters, two khandas, two volumes. First volume is Narad Muni's search of the highest devotee, greatest devotee, the greatest recipient of Krishna's mercy. And this way, step by step, he is coming to beyond Vaikuntha, Dwarka, Ajodha. Beyond Ajodha, Dwarka, beyond Dwarka, Vrindavan, and in Vrindavan, Krishna's relationship with Srimati Radharani. So, this is how uh, it has been very systematically pointed out. That's why Mahaprabhu's teachings is the ultimate culmination of the Vedic understanding. Nowhere, nobody has ever given it in such a wonderful way. And here also with Mahaprabhu's discussions with Ramananda Rai, that point has become clear. Ramananda Rai asked, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked, tell me, what's the goal of life? And Ramananda Rai cited, quoted a verse from Vishnu Pura, Varnashrama Charavata, Purushena Parakuman, Vishnura Aradhate Pantha, Nainam Tattosha Karana. Quoting the scriptures, he is saying, Varnashram, following the Varnashram is the way, Tattosha Karanam, the way to please Vishnu, Krishna. Varnashrama Charavata, Purushena Vishnu Aradhate Pantha. Varnasham system, the following, the four Varnas and four Ashrams of life is the goal of life. Because that is the way to worship Vishnu. And there is no other way to please him. Nainanta Tosha. But Mahaprabhu rejected that. No, no, that's external. External means that's a material consideration. And Prabhupada is explaining that why Mahaprabhu rejected that. Because 
varnashram system is based on the three modes of material and three and four phases of life so these are material considerations as long as one is within the modes of material nature he is practicing varnashram Therefore, Mahaprabhu rejected. No, this is material consideration. Tell me what is beyond that. Then, Ramananda Rai quoted from Bhagavad Gita, pointing out the Karma Yoga is the goal of life. Jat Karosi, Jadasnasi, Jat Juhasi, Dadasi, Jat. Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you give in charity, and whatever austerities you perform, offer the results of those activities to me. Mahaprabhu rejected that also. No, no, this is also external. Now, why external? Because the karma, the actions are performed due to one's own desire. And he is just offering the results to Krishna. Therefore, it is not pure action. So it cannot be the goal of life. Then Ramananda Rai spoke about karma tag, renunciation of Sarva dharman, he quotes from Bhagavad Gita. Sarva dharman parittajya mami kam sharanam raja. Mahaprabhu rejected that also. Sarva dharman parittajya. That is also not the goal of life. Because that also is a material consideration. Giving up all the mundane activities, now you are surrendering to the Lord. Then Ramananda Rai spoke about Ganaju. Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma Na Sochati Na Kangshati Sama Sarveshu Bhuteshu Madhbhaktim Labhate Param. When one becomes Brahma Bhuta, he is in a Brahma Bhuta stage. He transcended the material nature. He has come to the spiritual plane. His heart has become completely satisfied. Prasannatma. Then at that stage, na sochati, there is no lamentation, no kamshati, no craving. At that stage, being situated in the Brahma Bhuta platform, Sama Sarveshu Bhuteshu. He is completely equipoised with everyone because he is not seeing their external covering. He is seeing the living entities as the spiritual being. At that stage, Madhvaktim Lavate Param. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu rejected that.
Then Ramananda Rai spoke about pure devotion, that is Jnana Karma, the Anabhritam. This, uh, this Brahma Bhuta stage is Jnana Mishra Bhakti. Jnana Mishra, the, it's not pure devotion. Uh, it's, this devotion is tinged with knowledge, Jnana, which is a materialistic endeavor. Then Ramananda Rai quoted a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam, a statement by Lord Brahma. Jnani praya samudapasya namantra eva jivanti sanmukarita bhavadiya vartha sthane shthitva shruti gatam tanubhag mano prayasya ajita jita pita When one becomes free from the influence of jnana, even knowledge has given up now, and now he is surrendering namanteva, jivanti sanmukharitam And listening to your descriptions, bhavadiyavarta, Hearing about your glorious activities and qualities from Sat Sat Mukharitam, from the pure devotees. At that time, in whatever situation he is in, he leads his life according to the instructions of the Vedas, Shruti Gatam. Tanubang Manobhi, his body, mind and mind and words are surrendered unto serving Krishna. And at that stage, Krishna, who is all Jita, he becomes conquered by you. So that is the state of pure devotion. This pure devotion, the definition of pure devotion is it is free from jnana and karma. Previously, the answers that Ramananda Roy were giving is based on karma and then jnana. Anna bhilashita sunnam jnana karmad anabritam Anab is not covered by jnana and karma anymore, that devotion. Pure devotion is not affected by jnana and karma. Jnana karma anabhritam. And anukullena krishnanu shilanam. Whatever is favorable in rendering devotional service unto Krishna, when one accepts that, that is the goal of life. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu accepted that. Yes, that is right. And then he gave different. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Yes, that's right. Tell me what is beyond that. 
आगे को हुआ Tell me what is beyond that. Now he accepted this point, and then he spoke gradually first of Shantaras, then Dasya, then Sakya, Vatsalya, and Madhu. And he is at that point. Gradually, he came to the point of. प्रेम भक्ति एंड फ्रॉम दिस पॉइंट ऑनवर्ड्स आई विल जस्ट रीड फ्रॉम रीड फ्रॉम चैतन्य चरितमृत बिकॉज दिस दिस इज टेकिंग अस टू द हाइस्ट प्लेटफॉर्म स्टोक बाई स्टेल सो आई जस्ट डोंट वॉन्ट टू स्पीक ऑन माई ओन बट read from the scriptures and try to explain a man becomes purified simply by hearing the holy name of the supreme personality of godhead whose lotus feet create the holy places of pilgrimage therefore what remains to be attained by those who have become his servants so glory of the servants of the He quoted the verse, "Jannam shuti martena, shuti matrena, puman bhavate nirmalaha, tasya tithu padak kimba, dasana mavushishyati, dasana mavushishyati." Those who have attained the servitorship to the lotus feet of the Lord, what is there for them to achieve? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Yeah, there is another very beautiful shlok. This is from Stotra Ratna. Bhavanta nevam charanta nirantara prashanta nisheshaam manorathantara kada aham oikantika nitta kinkara prahasheeshami sanatu jivita. By serving you constantly, one is freed from all material desires and is completely pacified. When shall I engage as your permanent eternal servant? and always feel joyful to have such a perfect master so chaitanya mahaprabhu accepted that ehoi yeah that's right hearing this from ravananda rai the lord again requested him to go a step further in reply ramananda rai said loving service to krishna rendered in fraternity is the highest perfection so from dashara now he is going to sakhyas ittham satam brahma sukhano bhaktya dasyam gatanam paradevatena maya shitanam naradarakena sadham bijraho kritapunna punjat describing the cowherd boys subhe gosami from shiman in shiman bhagavatam 10th canto He is describing the cowherd boy's good fortune. Neither those engaged in the self-realization or appreciating the Brahman effulgence of the Lord, nor those engaged in devotional service while accepting the supreme personality of Godhead as master, nor those under the clutches of Maya, thinking the Lord an ordinary person, 
can understand that certain exalted personalities, after accumulating volumes of pious activities, are now playing with him as cowherd boys. So how fortunate they must be that the personality who is beyond the understanding of the yogis, beyond the understanding of the most exalted personalities, after millions of lifetimes of Brahman realization, those who can't even approach the toenail of the personality. And now these boys are playing with him like cowherd boys, as his friends. What pious activities they have performed, what good fortune they have achieved. That is the position of the cowherd boys. They're playing with the Supreme Personality of Godhead as his friends. Prabhu kahe eho uttam aage Very nice, very well spoken. But tell me what is beyond that? <laughs> so then, huh, he spoke about Vatsyaldaras. Ramananda Rai continued, O Brahmana, what pious activities did Nanda Maharaj perform by which he received the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna as his son. And what pious activity did Madhu Jashoda perform that made the Absolute Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna call her mother and suck her breasts? So what good fortune. The Supreme Personality of Godhead has accepted the position of the children. Nanda Maharaj, he is treating Nanda Maharaj as his father and Nanda Maharaj is treating him as his son. No consideration that this personality is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. How is it possible? And this personality is calling Nanda, Mother Jashoda her mother and sucking her breasts. The favor Mother Yashoda obtained from Sri Krishna, the bestower of liberation, was never obtained even by Lord Brahma or Lord Shiva, nor even by the goddess of fortune who always remains on the chest of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Vishnu. So this is how, going step by step, Shantaras, Dasyaras, Sakyaras, Vatsyalaras, and now Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, upon hearing that, he says, Iho Uttam Age Kahuar, Rai Kahe, Tanta Prem Shalvashadrasha. The Lord said, Your statements are certainly getting better and better one after another. But, surprise, but surpassing all of them is another transcendental mellow, and you can speak of that as the most sublime. Ramananda Raidan replied, Conjugal attachment for Krishna is the topmost position in love of Godhead. Then he quoted a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam. Nayam Shriyangau Nitantarate Prashadaha 
सरजोषिता नलिन गंध रोचा राशत nor was such a thing ever imagined by the most beautiful girls in the heavenly planets girls whose bodily luster and aroma resemble the beauty and fragrance of lotus flowers and what to speak of worldly women who may be very very beautiful according to material estimation so this is the good fortune of the gopis the good fortune that cannot be that hasn't been ever bestowed to anyone not even to lakshmi devi that good fortune had been offered to this brajagopi the lord with his arm around their shoulder lord is dancing with them another verse tasham abiro puchori smayamano mukham bujaha pitambara bharo shrabhi साक्षात्मक So then, Ramananda Rai continued. There are various means and processes by which one may attain the favor of Lord Krishna. All those transcendental processes will be studied from the viewpoint of comparative importance. So, like these are the comparative studies: Shanta, beyond Shanta is Dasya, then Sakya, Vatsya, and Madhu. Krishna, there are very Krishna prapti upai, okupit upai. There are various way one can receive the mercy of Krishna. Krishna prapti tarotam mubhuto acha. And in this way, there are various ways of relating to Krishna. Kintu jar jai rosh shai shorbhutam. Tatusto huya bichari le achye tar. जार जे रस है One who is in sak in dasyarat, he thinks that's the best for him. He is not thinking, oh, I am why am I in dasyarat? I mean, at least I could have been in sakharat. No, in the spiritual sky, there is no room for such thoughts. Like jarjay roshay shishonam, whatever one's mellow is is perfectly situated there. Similarly, those the sakhar of Krishna, they think that this is the highest. 
This is the highest. Because that is where they are deriving the greatest joy. Similarly, the parental and finally the gopis and conjugal. Okay. Puripurna Krishna Prapti e Prema Huite. The gopis, the way the gopis loved Krishna, that is the highest. Complete attainment of the lotus feet of Lord Krishna is made possible by love of Godhead, specifically Madhuryaraj or conjugal love. Lord Krishna is indeed captivated by the standard of love. This is stated in Sriman Bhagavatam. Lord Krishna told the gopis, the means of attaining my favor is loving service unto me. And fortunately, you all thus in, you are all thus engaged. Those loving beings, those living beings who render service unto me are eligible to be transferred to the spiritual world and attain eternal life with knowledge and bliss. Krishna Pratika Dhrilo Sharbo Kale Ache Jai Bhaje Krishna Tare Pratitoichi The way one serves Krishna, Krishna reciprocates. And that has been confirmed by that verse Krishna is saying in Bhagavad Gita, as all, as all surrender unto me, I reward them accordingly. Everyone follows my path in all respects, O son. So Krishna is saying, as one serves me accordingly, I reciprocate. But when it comes to Brajuprem, Gopis, the love for Krishna, Krishna cannot reciprocate. Krishna is saying, Ei Premer Rini means indebted. Krishna becomes indebted to the gopis because he cannot pay them back. Otherwise, he reciprocates, but this love he cannot reciprocate. In Srimad Bhagavatam, it is said that Lord Krishna cannot proportionately reciprocate devotional service in the Madhuryara. Therefore, he always remains a debtor to such devotees. Na pare aham niravadda samjujam sa sadhu kritam vibhudhayushapi paha ja ma bhajan durjaya grehushinkhala sam vrishya tattva pratijatu sadhu nam 
When the gopis were overwhelmed with dissatisfaction due to Lord Krishna's absence from the Rasa dance, Krishna returned to them and told them, My dear gopis, our meeting is certainly free of all material contamination. I must admit that in many lives it would be impossible for me to repay my debt to you because you have cut off the bondage of family life just to search for me. Consequently, I am unable to repay you. Therefore, please be satisfied with your honest activities in this regard. Krishna is telling the gopis, I cannot pay you back. What you have done, what you have given is so great that I do not have any means to properly reciprocate. <clears throat> so in this way, when Ramananda Rai described, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very pleased. And he said, Prabhu kahe, e shadha vadhi shunishchai, kripa kori karal kaho jodhi aage ki chuhai. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied, this is certainly the limit of perfection. But please be merciful to me and speak more. If there is more, if there is anything beyond that, then please tell me. Hearing that, Ramananda Rai said, Rai kahe, Bihar age puche hano jan, Atudin nahi jani achoye bhopani. I didn't know that there was anyone in this world who could ever ask. What is beyond that? Beyond Madhuryas. Ramananda Rai replied, Until this day, I did not know anyone within this material world who could inquire beyond this perfectional stage of devotional service. Among the loving affairs of the gopis, Ramananda Rai continued, Srimati Radharani's love for Sri Krishna is topmost. Indeed, the glories of Srimati Radharani are highly esteemed in all revealed scriptures. Then, goes two verses. From one is from Lohu Bhagavatam Ritam and the other is from Srimad Bhagavatam. The one from Lohu Bhagavatam Ritam is Jatha Radha Priya Vishnus Tasya Kundam Priyam Tatha Sarva Gopi Shushevaika Vishnu Rattunda Vallabha. Just as Srimati Radharani is most dear to Sri Krishna, her bathing place Radha Kunda is also dear to him. Among all the gopis, Srimati Radharani is the supreme and very dear to Lord Krishna. <clears throat> then he quotes from Srimad Bhagavatam, Anaya Radhita Nunam, Anaya Radhito Nunam Bhagavan Parishara, Janno Vihaya Govindaha, Prita Jam Anaya Draha. 
When the gopis began to talk among themselves, they said, Dear friends, the gopi who has been taken away by Krishna to a secluded place must have worshipped the Lord more than anyone else. So upon hearing that, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Prabhu kahe aage kaho shuniti pai shukhe apurvam mritanati bahu tamarumukhe Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Please be calm. I am very happy to hear you because a river of unprecedented nectar is flowing from your mouth. Ramananda, I continued. Churi kori radha ke ni lo gopi gane dori during the Rasa dance, Sri Krishna did not exchange loving affairs with Srimati Radharani due to the presence of the other gopis. Because of the dependence of the others, the intensity of love becomes uh, an intensity of love between Radha and Krishna was not manifested. Therefore, he stole her away. From Rasa Mandali, Krishna stole Radharani away. Radha Lagi, Gopide Jodi Shaktat Kore Tag, Tobi Jani, Radhai Krishna Garo Anurag. If Lord Krishna rejected the company of other gopis for Srimati Radharani, we can understand that Lord Sri Krishna has intense affection for. Krishna's love for Shri Radharani is the highest. He was dancing with millions of gopis in Rasa dance. And he left all of them just to be with Shri Radharani. So that is the proof that Radharani's situation is the highest. Shatogoti Gopishange Rasho Vilash Tarmonte Ak Murte Rahi Radha Pash. This is a very beautiful point that Ramanandra made uh, to establish Srimati Radharani's unique position. Krishna was dancing with hundreds of millions of gopis. Hundreds of millions of gopis he was dancing with. But in the center, he was dancing alone with one person, one gopi. So that gopi must be special. Who is that gopi? Srimati Radha. Krodh kori, rashthari, galaman kori. When Radharani left the Rasa dance out of anger and resentment, Lord Sri Krishna became very anxious because he could not see her. And then... <clears throat> 
the rasa dance does not shine in the heart of Krishna without Srimati Radharani. Therefore, he also gave up the circle of the rasa dance and went out to search for her. When Krishna went out to search for Srimati Radharani, he wandered here and there. Not finding her, he became afflicted by the arrow of Cupid and began to lament. <laughs> Krishna began to lament. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Jelagi Ailam Tomasthane Sheishap Tattvastu Hoilabhur Gyanin. After hearing this, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said to Ramananda Rai, that for which I have come to your residence has now become an object of truth in my knowledge. My coming here has been successful. That I met you and I got to know all this. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued to stay, say, I'll just read the English word. Now I have come to understand the sublime goal of life and the process of achieving it. Nevertheless, I know that there is something more ahead and my mind is desiring to hear it. Krishna Sharup Kaho, Radhar Sharup, Rosh Kon Tattu, Prem Kon Tattu. Kindly explain the transcendental features of Krishna and Srimati Radharani. Also explain the truth of transcendental mellows and the transcendental form of love of Godhead. Kripa kori ei tattur kohutu amare toma bina keho Kindly explain all these truths to me. But for yourself, no one can ascertain them. Sri Ramananda Rai replied, I do not know anything about this. I simply vibrate the sound. You make me speak. Tomar shikhai puri janu shuk paat shakhat ishak tumi ke bujhe tomar naat. I simply repeat like a parrot, whatever instructions you have given me, you are the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself. Who can understand your dramatic performances? Ridoye preron koro, jiubhai kohao bani, ki kohiya bhalomando, kichui na jani. You inspire me within the heart and make me speak with the tongue. I do not know whether I am speaking well or badly. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, in such a humble way, uh, he is responding. Prabhu kahe, mayabadi amito sannashi, bhuktitatto nahi jani, mayabadi bhashi. Lord Chaitanya said, I am a mayabadi in the renounced order of life. And I do not know, I do not even know what transcendental loving service to the Lord is. I simply float in the ocean of mayabad philosophy. Sharbhoma more more nirmal hoilo, Sharbhoma shunge more more nirmal hoilo, Krishna bhukti tattu kaho, tahari puchilo. Due to the association of Sarvam Bhattacharya, 
my mind became enlightened. Therefore, I asked him about the truths of transcendental loving service to Krishna. Tehu kahe ami nahi jani Krishna patha, shave Ramananda jani tehu nahi yatna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked Shagopur Bhattacharya that you please tell me about the transcendental loving service of Krishna. And Shagopur Bhattacharya said, I do not know anything about the devotional service. Ramananda knows. But unfortunately, he is not here. <clears throat> the, so I'll just read the English uh, translation. Hearing that, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued, After hearing about your glories, I have come to your place. But you are offering me words of praise out of respect for a sannyasi, one in the renounced order of life. And then Mahaprabhu quoted that famous verse, Kiva Vipro Kiva Nashi Shudra Kedinoy Jai Krishna Tattva Vetta Whether one is a Brahmana, a Sannasi, or a Sudra, regardless of what he is, he can become a spiritual master if he knows the signs of Krishna. Yes. So I'll just so he is talking about Krishna. Brindamane Oprakrita Nobin Modon Kam Gayatri Kam Vijayar Upashan. In the spiritual realm of Vrindavan, Krishna is the spiritual ever fresh cupid. He is worshipped by the chanting of the Kam Gayatri mantra with the spiritual seed cling. Purush Joshit Kivas Thabar Jangam Sharva Chitta Karshak Shakhat Manmatho Madan. The very name Krishna means that he attracts even Cupid. He is therefore attractive to everyone, male and female, moving and inert living entities. Indeed, Krishna is known as the all attractive one. So Krishna is all so attractive that he himself become, becomes attractive to him. Apun madhujje hore apunar mon apuna apuni chahe kodite alingan. Lord Krishna's sweetness is so attractive that it steals away his own mind. Krishna is so attractive that he himself becomes attractive to himself. Thus, even he wants to embrace himself. Sri Ramanandaraya then said, I have just briefly explained the original form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Now let me describe the position of Srimati Radharani. I'll just read the English. Krishna has unlimited potencies which can be divided into three main Parts. These are spiritual potency, the material potency, and the marginal potency. 
which is known as the living entities. And Krishna's three potencies are spiritual world, internal potency, material nature, external potency, and living entities, the marginal potency. These are the three principal potencies of Krishna. Antaranga Bohiranga Tatastakohi Jare Antaranga Sharuk Shakti Shavadhi These are all potencies of Krishna's internal, external and marginal. But the internal potency is the Lord's personal energy and stands over the other two. Ladini is his aspect of bliss, sandhini of eternal existence and sambit of cognizance, which is also accepted as knowledge. Because the potency called ladini gives transcendental pleasure, through this pleasure potency, Krishna personally tastes all spiritual pleasure. So Krishna's enjoyment is completely dependent upon his pleasure potency or Ladinisha. So in simple words we can say, Srimati Radharani provides all the pleasure. The essential part of love of Godhead is called Mahabhav, transcendental ecstasy. And that ecstasy is represented by Srimati Radharani. That supreme ecstasy of Srimati Radharani is the essence of spiritual life. Her only business is to fulfill all the desires of Krishna. Mahabhav Chintamani Radharu Sharu Lolitadi Shokhitar Kayat Bukuru. Srimati Radharani is the topmost spiritual gem. And the other gopis, Lalita, Vishakha, and so on, are expansions of a spiritual body. So, anyway, then it's going into all the descriptions of Srimati Radharani's beauty and different aspects of Srimati Radharani. So, I'll just skip that. Now, Ramananda Rai is talking about Krishna as the dhira rai kohi Krishna hoi dhira loli nirantar kam krira jahar chori. Rai Ramananda replied, Lord Krishna is Dhira Lalita, for he can always keep his girlfriends in the subjugated state. Thus, his only business is enjoying sense gratification. So Krishna is the supreme sense gratifier. Krishna is the only sense gratifier. And we are meant to provide Sense gratification to Krishna. Rishikena, 
ऋषिकेश सेवनम भक्ति भक्ति इज गिव प्लेजर टू द लॉर्ड ऑफ द सेंसेस बाय आवर सेंसेस रात्रि दिन कुंजे क्रीड़ा करे राधा संगे कोईशोर बॉयस शफल कोईलो क्रीड़ा रंगे दिए नाइट लॉर्ड श्री कृष्णा एन्जॉयज द कंपनी ऑफ श्रीमती राधा रानी इन द बुशेस ऑफ वृंदावन दस हिज प्री यूथफुल एज is fulfilled through his affairs with Srimati Radharani. Then uh, Ramananda Roy actually sang a song uh, which was very beautiful. I'll just read that. Pohilehi Raga Nayana Bhangya Phelo अनुदिन बार लो अवधिन गेलो नासो रमनो ना हम रमनी दुह मन मनोभाव पेशल जानी ए सखी से सब प्रेम काहिनी कानुथा में कहवी बिछुरिल जानी ना खोजलो दूती ना खोजलो आन दुह केरी नीलने मथे तो पांच बान आप सोही दीरागो दुह भेली दूती सुपुरुख प्रेम की ऐच्छन रीति दिस ट्रांसलेशन अलास बिफोर वी मेट देयर वाज एन इनिशियल अटैचमेंट बिटवीन अस ब्रॉट अबाउट बाय एन एक्सचेंज ऑफ ग्लांसेस सो राधा कृष्णस रिलेशनशिप इज बीइंग डिस्क्राइब्ड हियर व्हेन ही फर्स्ट मेट दे वर जस्ट Exchange of glances. And this is Krishna's transcendental love affairs with Shrimati Radharani. Before we met, there was an initial attachment between us, brought about by an exchange of glances. In this way, attachment evolved. That attachment has gradually grown, and there is no limit to it. Now that attachment has become a natural sequence. between ourselves it is not that it is due to krishna the enjoyer nor it is due to me for i am the enjoyed it is not like that this attachment was made possible by mutual meeting this mutual exchange of attraction is known as manobhav or cupid krishna's mind and my mind have merged together now during this time of separation it is very difficult to explain these loving affairs my dear friend though krishna might have forgotten all those things you can understand and bring this message to him but during our fast during our first meeting there was no messenger between us nor did i request anyone to see him indeed cupid's five arrows were our via media now during the separation that attraction has increased to another ecstatic state my dear friend please act as a messenger on my behalf because if one is in love with a beautiful person that is the consequence <laughs> yeah 
Hearing that, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Prabhu kahe shadha vastur avati hai hai, tomar prashade iha janilo vishjaya. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu confirmed these verses recited by Sri Ramananda Rai saying, This is the limit of the goal of human life. Only by your mercy I have come to understand it conclusively. Okay, this is a very important part coming to. So, okay, let me go back to that point. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said here, that what I read just now, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu confirmed these verses recited by Sri Ramananda Roy, saying, this is the limit of the goal of human life. Only by your mercy have I come to understand it conclusively. Shadha Vastu Shadhan Bina Na Keho Nahi Pai Kripa Kuri Koho Rai Pabaru Upai How can one receive that love, loving relationship with Krishna? Dr. Ramananda Rai said, Jai Kohao Shai Kohi Bani Ki Kohiya Bhalomundo Kichui Na Jani Ramananda Rai replied, I do not know what I am saying. But you have made me speak what I have spoken. But be it good or not, I am simply repeating that message. Mor mukhe bhakta tumi, tumi haushrota, ottanto rakusho suno sadhanero kata. Actually, you are speaking through my mouth. And at the same time, you are listening. This is very mysterious. Anyway, kindly hear the explanation of the process by which the goal can be achieved. Radha Krishna Lilavi Oti Gurotaru Dasho Vatsalabhakti Bhabe Nahai Gocharu. The pastimes of Radha and Krishna are very confidential. They cannot be understood through the mellows of servitorship, fraternity, Parental love. Actually, only the gopis have the right to appreciate this transcendental pastime, and only from then can these pastimes be expanded. Shokhi bina e lila pushto nahi hoy, shokhi lila bistariya, shokhi archa ashadoy. Without the gopis, this pastime between Radha and Krishna cannot be nourished. Only by their cooperation are such pastimes broadcast. It is their, it is their business to taste the mellows. And this continues. Without the help of the gopis, one cannot enter into these pastimes. Only one who worships the Lord in the ecstasy of the gopis following in their footsteps can engage in the service of Sri Sri Radha Krishna in the bushes of Vrindavan. Only then can one understand the conjugal love between Radha and Krishna. There is no other procedure for understanding. Okay. 
The happiness of the gopis increases 10 million of times when they serve to engage Sri Sri Radha and Krishna in their transcendental pastimes. <clears throat> By nature, Srimati Radharani is just like a creeper of love of Godhead, and the gopis are the twigs, flowers, and leaves of that creeper. Although the gopis, Srimati Radharani's friends, do not desire to enjoy themselves directly with Krishna, Srimati Radharani makes a great endeavor to induce Krishna to enjoy himself with the gopis. Presenting various pleas for the gopis, Srimati Radharani sometimes sends the gopis to Krishna just to enable them to associate with him directly. At such time, she enjoys the happiness ten million times greater than the enjoyed through direct association. It is to be noted that the natural characteristic of the gopis is to love the Supreme Lord. There is lusty desire. Their lusty desire is not to be com compared to material lust. Nonetheless, because their desire sometimes appears to resemble material lust, their transcendental love for Krishna is sometimes described as lust. Among the gopis, there is not a pinch of desire for sense gratification. Their only desire is to give pleasure to Krishna, and this is why they mingle with him and enjoy with him. One who is attracted by the ecstatic love of the gopis does not care about popular opinion or the regulative principles of Vedic life. Rather, he completely surrenders unto Krishna and renders service unto him. Rag marge tare bhaje jai jan, Raganuga marge tare bhaje jai jan, Shai jan pai braje brajantra nandan. If one worships the Lord on the path of spontaneous love and goes to Vrindavan, he receives the shelter of Brajendra Nandan, the son of Nanda Maharaj. So, the way to enter into Krishna's, Radha Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan is through this Radha That actually takes us to another another domain I'll briefly discuss about that. There are two types of devotion. Bhakti meaning following the rules and regulations of the scriptures and Raganuga Bhakti that is Raganuga Bhakti means the devotion following the loving relationship of the gopis. Following the loving relations of the gopis for Krishna. Rag Anuga. So these are the two paths. Now, it has been pointed out that devotional service must be rendered with Vaidhika. Shruti, Smriti, Puranadi, Mancharatra, Vithin, Bina, 
ওইকান্তিকী হরের ভক্তির উৎপাত devotion to Krishna, if it is not executed following the rules and regulations of the scriptures, it simply creates disturbance. So simply it is saying that devotional service must be rendered following the rules and regulations of the scriptures. Then the question is, that how will anybody enter into Vrindavan? So here we have to remember that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually came to pave our way to Vrindavan, to take us to Vrindavan. So by rendering, following, rendering devotional service to Krishna, Following Vaidhi Bhakti, one goes to Vaikuntha. Now, the point is everybody should serve Krishna following Vaidhi Bhakti. Then he will just go to Vaikuntha. Then how will one go to Vrindavan, which is beyond Vaikuntha? When one goes to Vaikuntha, he will have his Sarup, Nitya Sarup, that he cannot be changed. How will anyone go to so in order to make us, in order to enable us to go to Vrindavan, Krishna came as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. When the devote, when the when Krishna is rendered devotional service following Vaidhi Bhakti, then one goes to Vaikuntha. But when this devotee Krishna is served following Vaidhi Bhakti, then one becomes able to go to Vrindavan. You got the point? If you want, if you serve Krishna following Bhaiti Okay, first point. Devotion, let's take it very clearly. Devotional service must be rendered following Bhaiti Now, rendering devotional service to Krishna following Bhaiti Bhakti, where will one go? Bhaiti but when one renders devotional service to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then where one goes? Golokrita. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is served following Vaidhi Bhakti, one goes to Vrindavan. Okay, now the point is the way to enter into Vrindavan, Brajaprem, to receive Brajaprem is through Raganuga Bhakti. But uh, you are saying that following Vaidhi Bhakti, we go to Vrindavan. The point is, we are rendering Bhakti to Sri Chaitanya. Now, what is the definition of Raganuga Bhakti? Uh, Rag means, uh, Rag means pure love. The gopis of Vrindavan has pure love for Krishna. Therefore, those, they are known as Ragatmika Bhaktas. Ragatmika Bhaktas. And when one renders service following those Ragatmika Bhaktas, then that is called Raganuga Bhakti. 
Now, when we are rendering devotional service to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who are we following? Who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Krishna in the mood of Srimati Radharani. When we are rendering when we are following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who are we following? Srimati Radharani. Therefore, following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we are automatically becoming situated in Radharani's Bhakti. We are rendering service to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through Vaidhi Bhakti, and that Vaidhi Bhakti is automatically becoming transformed into Radharani Bhakti. I, may, I emphatically make this point because there had been some, some confusion some time back, that hmm, Prabhupada didn't give us Raganuga Bhakti. Prabhupada just gave us Vaidhi Bhakti. And we have seen how following that so-called Raganuga Bhakti, they simply created a disturbance in the society. Our point is, Prabhupada gave us everything. We do not have to separately try to render Raganuga Bhakti in a solitary place. <clears throat> Our business is to preach, and that is the way we serve Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And when we serve Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, through this Jagvai Sankirtana Prayoy, then automatically we get entrance to Vrindavan. How? Because when we serve Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and when, then, by His mercy, we see Him as Radha Krishna. And when we are seeing Radha Krishna, where are we? We are in Vrindavan. This is how we do not have to go anywhere else. We do not have to try anything else. We won't have to do anything else. We simply have to follow the process that Srila Prabhupada gave. And one day, by his mercy, we'll find ourselves in Golokrana. Thank you all very much. All glories to Srila So, I'll take a few questions, three and three. Das. Thank you for your enlivening nectar as Chaitanya Lila questions how much emphasis we should give in our preaching to Varnashram system which is mainly known as farm community and cow protection in our society after considering Ramananda Rai's conversation how to relate Sankirtan activities like book distribution, Harinam, etc. 
with Varnashram establishment. Your insignificant servant, Vishuru Das. Praise Vishuru. Okay. Yes, very good question, Vishuru. You see, Prabhupada actually told us that what he did is 50%. And the other 50% is to establish Varnashram. And then Prabhupada said that not that everyone will become a devotee. Those who won't become devotees, for them we need Varnashram. So that means Varnashram is needed to structure the society. Those who will not become devotees. And a good part of the society will be non-devotees. And for them we need to structure and in ISKCON, we are trying to create some, you know, prototype or small models, uh, which, as you say, uh, uh, village community and cow protection. Uh, and that is a kind of, you know, trying to create some model. But actual varnashram has to be established uh, in a much larger scale, uh, at least nationwide. Why? Because, you know, the most difficult aspect of Varnashram will be the Kshatriyas. You see, the leaders, that means the rulers of the society will be kings. They will not be political politicians who are elected by vote in democracy. Like, as long as democracy is there, there is no way we can establish Varnashram. In order to establish Varnashram, democracy has to go. Right? And monarchy has to come. The king, Kshatriya means king. Kshatriyas only do not want to be elected by vote. The Kshatriyas will establish their, their right with power. But the democracy won't allow that, or is not allowing that. But there should be like freedom for the warriors. Might is right. Who is the most powerful? He will be the king. If anyone is more powerful than him, he will come and oust him and take over the kingdom. This mother earth is meant to be enjoyed by the leaders. But the point is, these Kshatriyas will not be autocratic. They will be submissive to the Brahmanas. And it will happen, it will happen. By Krishna's arrangement, it will happen. Let's see how it happens. Farm community is not Varnashram. In the farm community, where is the role of the Kshatriyas? No role for Kshatriyas. At the most, they are Tushtatma Krishna Das, where is Tushtatma? Okay. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, my question is, to achieve devotional service of Krishna, where should we? Question, to Shiva, 
as Ashutosh or our present Iskun Guru Maharaj. I don't understand what you mean. My, to achieve devotional service of Krishna, where should we? To Shiva as Ashutosh or to our spiritual or to present Iskun Guru Maharaj or to both of them. Please elaborate about these two tattva theory. Well, our line is surrender unto Krishna and Krishna's devotee. We accept Lord Shiva, but he is not in our our line of Our line is coming from Lord Brahma. If that is what actually meant, I couldn't properly get your question. Then he is saying, when I hear about Ashutosh quality of Shiva, it seemed to me I should approach to Shiva for devotional service. Otherwise, it's very difficult to approach Guru Maharaj. I'm sorry that I have become so difficult. But Prabhupada made the process very easy. The process that Prabhupada gave is far superior to Lord Shiva's. So be thankful to Srila Prabhupada and stick to him. Srila Prabhupada is most Ashutosh. Ankit Malavya, a question as we heard that conjugal love for the Godhead is the ultimate goal of life. So, dear Maharaj, kindly put some light on this process again. Can one achieve the Madhurya Raj directly or one has to start from Shantaras, Dasaras, uh, Sakharas, Vatsalaras, then he can go to the level of Madhurya Raj. Uh, actually, our business is to serve Krishna in Dasaras. That is our position. Jivesh Sharupai. Krishna Nityadas. We are meant to serve Krishna in Dasaras. Don't have to worry about Sakharas or Vatsalaras and even Madhujaras. <laughs> that if Krishna someday wants to give it to you, then you can get it, not otherwise. So next question is Parameshwari Radhika. <laughs> okay. Jai Shri Gurudev, Koti Koti Okay. <clears throat> Gurudev, kya aap explain kar sakte hain Ras Lila mein Radharani kya chale jana, Radharani ko chale jana, Radharani ka chale jana kyunki main Shrimad Bhagavat mein to Krishna Ras Lila se chale jane hai, ye bataya gaya. Nahi. पहले कृष्णा चला गया था उसके बाद कृष्णा वापस आया रासलीला शुरू हुआ जब रासलीला चल रहा था तब अचानक कृष्ण राधा रानी चल गई <laughs> तो जब राधा रानी निकल गया तो कृष्णा भी रासमंडली छोड़कर राधा रानी को ढूंढने के लिए चल गया ठीक है ये भागवत में है ठीक से 
ठीक से पढ़ना ओके सो आई आस्क फॉर थ्री क्वेश्चन ओके किशोरी देवी दासी आपने पिछले दो साल पहले बताया सहन शक्ति कैसे बनी इसके मुझे बहुत फायदा हुआ धन्यवाद गुरु महाराज प्रश्न जब कोई घर में बड़े व्यक्ति गलती होने पर बोलने बोले तो हो तो सुन लेती हूँ भक्ति के बीच में ऐसा लगता है जब कोई सीनियर बोलता है वो तो सुन लेते हो लेती हूँ गुरु महाराज पर जब बच्चे कुछ इस तरह बोलते हैं तो वहाँ पर अहंकार आ जाती है तब क्रोध आता है उस समय मुझे क्या करना चाहिए मैं तो दो साल पहले बताया साहसिल होने के लिए तो उस तो ठीक है उसको समझाओ उसके समझाओ क्या क्या करना चाहिए क्या नहीं करना चाहिए हाथ नहीं चलाना ओके मेंशन about karmic tag it's what is actually happening is one acting according to his own desire and offering the results to krishna that is karma yoga right so see one is acting with a material motivation and offering the results to krishna therefore chaitanya mahaprabhu considered that to be mundane right rekho okay <clears throat> your question is everybody will die some day or the other but death is certain so why is that one is treated to get cure of disease or accident so that one may not die on being asked people say that it is due to love and affection for the person but is this understanding correct that for the remaining days a person live after being treated he may become self realized and go back to godhead and that is why one's death is prevented 
You see, like treatment is there, disease is there, treatment is there. But in spite of the treatment, when one cannot be cured and dying, that is the what that is what has to be accepted properly. You get the point. Not that we have to die and something happened, no treatment, nothing, let me die. That will be inappropriate. Uh, few days are left, but they go back and never contact few days. Uh, so in that case, uh, why does every school parent make endeavor? Uh, so yeah, so that's what I was telling the other day also. Don't make this extraneous endeavor to keep him alive. Like there is no need to, like, try to keep him alive as long as possible with normal ways. But nowadays they are making all kinds of artificial ways. Right? Like for example, heart transplant, this transplant, that transplant. Like, and that is what is not desired. Why we protect somebody from dying? So, uh, is this understanding correct that we want somebody to uh, not die so that actually the purpose of a human form of life is to become self-realized. So, we are preventing disease, we are curing disease or something to, uh, to make the person self-realized. We cannot make them self-realized but in the days that are left, he may become. Okay, how old is the person you are talking about? Not some specific person. No, tell me, I am asking specifically. What kind of person you are talking about? Is he a young man or is he an old man? Young man. Okay, young man, they try to keep him alive and along with that try to give him Krishna consciousness. Right? Otherwise, just keeping him alive, you know, so many people are alive. But what they are doing? They are just living an animalistic life. So it is better they die soon. What does it mean to be internal energy or external energy of Lord? For energy is energy. If we take the example of fire and light and heat being its energies, then how can we understand its internal energy or external energy? No, these are some material energies that you are talking about. Light, heat, electricity, etc. But Krishna's energy is of three three kinds. The internal energy of Krishna is manifest in the form of spiritual world. The external energy is manifest in the form of material world. This material world, what you are seeing, this is all Krishna's energy. Right? And the marginal potency, we all are Krishna's marginal potency. So we are Krishna's energy, 
But this is not the kind of energy that we know of light or heat and etc. as we are talking about. Krishna's energy is not like that kind of energy. Krishna's energy is manifest like as we say. We all are Krishna's energy and we all are living entities. Not one or two, millions and trillions and billions. That is Krishna's energy. So that's how we have to take uh, Krishna's position as the Supreme Personality of Godhead and his energy being something inconceivable. Can you conceive Krishna glances and the material nature becomes manifest? Is that glance light? Is that glance heat? Is that plant electricity? Is that plant magnetism? Huh? So we know our energy is huh, in physics, light, heat, electricity, magnetism and sound. These are the five energies that we know. But Krishna's energy is not like that. Krishna's energy is, can you imagine Krishna's external energy is this material nature? How wonderful it is. And, and Krishna's energy, again, is a person. Can you imagine that? Krishna's energy is a person. That is Maya. Yoga Maya. Mahamaya. <clears throat> Krishna has in, inconceivable potency. Krishna's Maya Shakti also has inconceivable potency. So then... Uh, Shamshunda Krishna. Guru Maharaj, if one can get Raganuga Bhakti by following Mahaprabhu and rendering service to him, then one, why Iskon temples have Radha Krishna deities? What's wrong with Radha Krishna deities? <laughs> The deity worship is a part of bhakti, Navadha bhakti. Shavanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Padasevanam. This Padasevanam is deity worship. Archanam, worshipping the deity. Bandhanam, offering prayers to the deity. So that's why deity, the form of Krishna, is very beneficial. Okay. But the point, of course, another point comes up that if one follows Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching and footsteps, then he can go back to Godhead. If one is just Jaggai Sankirtan, if one is performing Sankirtan Jaggai, if one is engaged in preaching Krishna consciousness, spreading the glory of Krishna, distributing Srila Prabhupada's books, yes, he can go back to Godhead. Because his preaching endeavor will be recognized by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That he is serving him. Got the point? And then second question is, is there no point in going to Vrindavan and focus on Mayapur, Puri or Mayapur or Puri only? No. no Vrindavan is Krishna's last three. Go to Vrindavan and then try to bring everybody to Vrindavan. That don't just go to Vrindavan for your own spiritual advancement or spiritual practice. 
preach in Delhi, preach in Gurgaon, and take a bus load to Vrindavan and make them devotees of Krishna. There's another question. Yeah. Okay, this was the first one I didn't notice. Uh, please accept my humble obeisance. Okay, thank you so much for such nectarian class and asset for the posterity. When we say enjoy, it would mean one can enjoy anything based on his desires. However, with respect to Krishna, every relationship and leela is written and fixed like Shrimati Radharani, Nanda Maharaj, Jasoda, Mai, Sudama, Sridama, etc. Everything seems to be predictable. I hear even Rasa Leela. In, is explained in Govinda Lilamrita. How is it possible to enjoy if Krishna has to do something again and again? Wouldn't real enjoyment be in the unpredictability rather than rather than preset? Does it mean Krishna has no choice to change them and is limited and supreme enjoy? enjoyer, but within a framework, your very fallen servant, Shamshan Krishna. <laughs> okay. These are just giving some, you know, idea. These pastimes that are mentioned. And it's not that all the time, it's happening the same way. Example, if you look at your day, huh, it's practically the same every day. Right? Shamshundar gets up at 3 o'clock. Okay, whatever it is, for the sake of convenience. Gets up at 3 o'clock takes his bath, washes his mouth, chants his rounds, reads Prabhupada's books, and goes to work, then comes back home, takes a shower, goes to temple to lead a kirtan, and listen to Bhagavad Gita class. More or less, that's the routine of Shamshandar Krishna. Right? But is every day the same? Why not? So similarly, Krishna's pastime. It's a kind of, you know, an idea is given to us, how it's happening. But every day or every time is not the same. Its variety is happening all the time. And and that also, another way to look at it, say, <clears throat> you, in the TV, you see America, New York, Times Square, Fifth Avenue, Central Park, right? You're seeing that. You get an idea. But then when you go to New York and see those places, is it the same? When you saw it in the TV or in the movie and being there yourself, 
So that is how Krishna's pastime. When we go there, we will see how it happens. And the main thing is, everything is happening according to Krishna's will. Alright, thank you. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gaur Premanande Hari.